0: Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of in need of another of another um, lesson on scriptural philosophy. A uh, couple terms that's coming up that we need to consider before beforehand. So. All right, so may need your rubber boots on this one. Oh yeah, may go a little deep, you know. So uh, you know, just in case, you know. You're ready. Yeah, you're ready. All right. All right. So, as always, we're gonna start off with this poem because it speaks to it speaks to you know this discipleship course so beautifully because you know it, it is simply a course in the world of scripture. And the world of scripture is like no other place on the planet. Within the world of scripture, you know, scripture defines the terms. Within the world of, of uh, man or the world of, uh, of our society, man defines the terms. See the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it. Welcome to my world. Place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices, and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoice. Here, swords are likened to the word, the demons are burned, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor, and the poor one becomes, they later found that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place the awesome world of Scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. For the Raukakul Deshi about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Hallelujah. so we're going to start off uh, by saying Elohim is love. Hallelujah. Yeah. Elohim is love. This is first yoke now for eight. Um, But Scripture also teaches us that Elohim is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. This first yoke of mm-hmm. 5. You know, and so, uh, as aforementioned, you know, these two are one. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have Elohim that is love and Elohim that is light. The two are one. Mm-hmm. Not quite like these two are one, but more like these two are one. So, it's more more so in the sense of like a husband and wife, if you would. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, and how the two become one. So, we can liken Elohim, you know, by analogy to like the son. And Elohim, the father, is like the heat, which speaks to love. And Elohim. The mother is like light, which speaks to wisdom. You know, and so just like you can't have heat without light or light without heat, the two are one. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And so that's that's pretty uh pretty important to understand. Mm-hmm. Now the greatest of these is love, you know. Which represents the Heavenly Father. You know, He's the greater of the two. You know, so love is the greatest, and then comes wisdom. You know, and so, you know, if love is the greater of the two, and that leaves none other but mother wisdom. Now, Elohim the father, love, and Elohim the mother, wisdom, got together one day and out, out popped man. You know, uh Genesis 2:7 t- teaches us that then Yahuwah Elohim formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into it his nostrils the breath of life. So from Elohim the Father and Elo- uh, Elohim the mother. Came the son of Elohim, and they called him Adam. Amen. Mm-hmm. They formed him out of the dust of the earth, and they called him Adam, which literally translates to "red man." So they made the red man. And the red man was a many membered man, like we read about of Yahshua. You know, uh, like here is as, as for as much as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body and messiah, and every one members of members one of another, having the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Rather, prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry, let us wait on the ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhorting, that uh he that giveth, let him um it with simplicity, mm. he that ruleth with diligence, <clears throat> and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. You know, so the point is like even as the Messiah is a many member body, so was the red man. Mm. He was a many member body. Amen. amen amen all right you know now in case you're wondering i keep calling them red man <laughs> you know we're gonna take a look at the breakdown of the hebraic term man so the hebraic term man is adam you know it's from it's number 120 in your strongs and it speaks to one that is ruddy you know, speaks to one that is ruddy or red, you know? Uh, and like I said, it comes from 119. We go to red, number H 119, and we find that, you know, it's translated as red in your scriptures, and it is a dumb, which means red or ruddy. Now, interestingly, you know, we're gonna take it a step further. Uh, we take the matter a step further we're gonna consider the pictographic meaning of a dalet. Its letters are composed of the olive, which which represents strength or power and a leader. And then we have the dalet, you know, which speaks to a door. You know, and then we have the mem, which speaks to water or blood when we combine them all together we get a strong leaders doorway to the blood which is just another way of saying a doorway to the soul of the flesh you know uh where you get this pastor mm-hmm. uh, okay uh, i get this from leviticus seventeen eleven and elsewhere it says for the life of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls where it is the blood um that makes atonement for the soul now what i want you to, to know and understand is that this word life and this word soul are the same words it's uh nephish um in the hebrew i believe it's number 53 15 if i'm not mistaken You know, so it should be enough. number 5315. You know, and so these two are the same words, but the translators chose to translate it life here and soul here. Hmm. So it's quite literally saying, for the soul of the flesh is in the blood. Hmm. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Why? Because, you know, uh, it's a soul for soul. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so from this, we can see that man number one twenty speaks to the Church of Elohim, the many-member body, Church of Elohim. You know, which is supposed to be Elohim's doorway to the souls of men. See, this is what the The church or the ecclesia of Elohim is supposed to be. It's supposed to be Elohim's doorway to the souls of men, as well as the soul's doorway to Elohim. Can you see that? Yes. You know, now in support of this concept, let us consider the words of our Savior, found in Yochanan 10, 7 through 11. That was my first read to read, Yochanan 10, 7 through 11. Then said Yahushua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, for the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Okay, of all things that Yahshua said, could have said he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He chose to say he was the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we can understand why. Yeah. <clears throat> Even because the first man was was an ecclesia. It was a many member body. You know, and the first man. The red man was the necklace of Elohim. And that ecclesia of Elohim was Elohim's doorway to the souls of men as well as men's doorway to Elohim, you know? And so Yahshua come and he's letting them know, like, you know, this is why he's called the second red man. Mm. You know, like you know, um, he says in verse seven, he says, I am the door of the sheep. You know, speaking of Him Himself. You know, so Yahushua is actually speaking of His many member body being the doorway or ecclesia uh, of Elohim. You know, the sheep are the souls of men. And when he speaks of being a good shepherd in this parable, he's speaking of being the shepherd which leads the sheep or the souls to Elohim. That is the source of all good. Because Yahshua would even teach that there is none good but one. And that is the Father in heaven. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's the source of all good. So within this parable, he's speaking of his uh, many member body as being the church of Elohim the ecclesia of Elohim and the doorway to Elohim you know and himself you know the uh, sheep are the souls of man and himself is the good shepherd that's leading the sheep you know showing them the way you know leading them to Elohim now I want us to consider yet another parable that Yahushua said during this time as well and it's also in Yochanan, but it's it's um, in Yochanan 10, 1 through 5. My next reader, please. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Hmm. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, and for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Hallelujah. Okay, so the many member body of Yahushua, again, is the man, the doorway or um, ecclesia, or Church of Elohim, you know, within the parable. It's the sheep are the souls of men. You know, and physically speaking, the sheep sheepfold, the sheepfold is the bloodstream, you know, that is the dwelling place of the soul, you know, even that we just read in uh, Leviticus 17, 11. You yeah. know, and so now we should be able to see why Yah doesn't allow us to eat blood and other things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because You know, it will pollute the place. It will pollute the soul. It will cause the soul to become unclean. Can you see that? Yes. You know, so this is why we can't eat and drink certain things, you know. Um, Now, what are some other ways strangers are making their way into your sheepfold? Because we read, it says you know, he that entereth not by the door. So some folks are getting in, getting into the uh sheepfold or the dwelling place of your soul, but they're not going through the church. Hmm. Can you see that? Because mm-hmm. the door represents the church, the ecclesia of Elohim, right? Yeah. The body of Yahshua. Well, some people, some folks are entering into your souls mm. into the place the dwelling place of your souls mm. but they're not going in by the door mm. they're climbing up mm. some other way yep. mm. the same as a thief in a robber. Mm. Mm. so my question to you is what are some other ways strangers are making their way into your sheepfold Here. The media is 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 a way. Idols. Uh, idols, that that could be a way. That's a way as well. Music. You know, but you guys are going more for the spiritual aspect, okay. and I'm thinking more of the physical aspect. Remember, the, what is the physical sheepfold? People you hang out with physical sheet for is right here can anybody see this this red dot yeah. the bloodstream. Mm. blood mm. transfusions blood transfusions that's one way now we talk what what are another way yes um all types of uh uh pharmaceutical shots mm-hmm. that's another way Uh, Also, inhalants. That's another way. You know, then things that you drink. That's another way. These are other ways that the strangers climb up into the sheepfold, Mm -hmm. into the dwelling place of the soul, which is the blood. Because Leviticus 17.11 taught us that the soul is in the blood, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the dwelling place of the of the soul is the blood. Right. You know, and so Yahshua said, hey, there's some folks getting in here in ways they ought not get in here. They're getting into the sheepfold, but they're not coming through the door. They're not coming through him. They're thieves and, and robbers. Mm. You see? You know, this is why it's important not to eat and drink things that are unclean because, you know, it's going to get into the blood. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why you shouldn't, you know, breathe in, on, now. On, now. breathe in things, you know, uh, that are not of yah, Because, again, it gets into the blood. Mm-hmm. This is why, you know, you shouldn't inject things into yourself because again, Mm. it gets into the blood. Right. Can you see this? Yeah. I I thought that was pretty revelatory. Mm. You know, strangers are making their way Mm. into your sheepfold and they're not going through the door. Mm. They're not going through the right door. Now, there are also a few passages within Torah that supports this concept as well. But we're not going to get into them at this time. Mm. But I'll share a couple examples with you uh, that you might, in your own time, you know, maybe you maybe want, want to consider. Mm. You know, it's Exodus 12, 1 through 10. And Leviticus 8, 31 through 35. You know, uh, now, that said, the man of Elohim can be likened unto the prophet of Elohim you know uh and out of the man of Elohim, Elohim made none other than the woman. And the woman was a picture sorry of the priest. Mm-hmm. Woman was a picture of the priesthood. And it was the priesthood's responsibility to serve and protect the most holy things of the man which was the word of Elohim the understanding the uh, word the word of Elohim his teachings his instructions and as well as the understanding the knowledge the wisdom knowledge and understanding of his word you know it was it's the priest's job to protect and serve the house of Elohim you know protect and serve the most precious things of the house which was just mentioned you know but also the house of Elohim as a whole to keep it in order you know and to exemplify it to the children of Elohim you know and so. We can see, like, even in the garb that they were, that was designed for them to wear, speaks to them wearing righteousness and divinity as spiritual, uh, lizard, you know, as garments. And so this is the priest, you know, this is the role of the priest, you know, which is the role of woman. You know, and so we have the man, which is a type of prophet, the woman, which is a type of priest. They get together, you know, and they bring forth a son. Now, generally speaking, I want you to understand that generally speaking, the term son throughout scripture speaks to truth. Hmm. Now it can also speak to falsehood as well, depending on whose son we're talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, and everything in scripture is dual nature, you know, so there's a light side and there's a dark side too, you know. Uh, Now, so the term son throughout scripture speaks to truth, generally speaking, um, but it can speak to falsehood, even as Yahushua, the son of Elohim is also the truth of God. We see this in Yochanan 14.6, Yahushua saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. And also Yochanan 17.17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And Yochanan 1.14, tells us and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth you know so uh when you see it speaks of a son see the scriptures speak of a son think true now that said, can anyone name three sons that stem from adam Jacob. uh Abel? Yeah. Abel. Yeah, sure. Definitely. He he definitely was a son. But, uh, uh, who who else did you say? Seth Seth was a son. Abel. Abel. Uh, Abel is not, oh, yeah. no. Abraham, nor, um, is, is not mentioned as a
1: son. Abraham
0: nor Abraham is not mentioned as a son. Moses is mentioned as a son, but Abraham isn't. Mm. Mm. Uh, but there's there's way more than three. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for the first three, but you know, because seeing that that's where we were, you know, we've been in. <laughs> part of genesis but, <laughs> <laughs> you know you know people are it like nine times and then seven times and then seven times again you know i just figured you know like <laughs> he, not, he not is not spoken of as a son oh, you know well, who'd you say tanya she said "Jacob." jason, jason. Sam? No. Did you say Sam? No, he's not. Okay. So we got a Seven. All right. Who was the f- Seth? Was the first, yes, Seth. first son. Right. And then Enosh was the second son. Okay. Enosh. Okay. And Noah. then, Noah. and then Noah was the third. What I'm, what I'm trying to get you to see or get you to do is the same thing I was trying to get you to do from the very beginning. <laughs> and that is to recognize the patterns and the parallels. Okay. To learn to see everything that you're looking at. From Abraham, you know, probably even further, you know, but definitely from from Abraham, from Adam to Abraham, those are the only three sons that are mentioned. Seth, Enosh, and Noah. Those are the only three sons that are termed sons. Everybody else was just begotten but they weren't turned sons. This is, we're, we're dealing with the word of Elohim. We're dealing with the, the, something that's divine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing arbitrary here. Everything means something. Right. Everything represents something. You understand? So this is why it's important to see the distinguishments. It's important to see the nuances, you know, that differ. You know, you go through them genealogies, it's just he begotten got and got begotten, begot, 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 and then all of a sudden a son was born. Oh. Where'd that come from? And then he begot, he got he begotten, he begot, he beg, he, he, he begot, he begot, and then a son is born. Mm. Well, you think that's just by happenstance? Yeah, it's intentional. Mm. His word is intentional. Mm. You know, so when you see it speak of a son, you know, mm. we know that it's, you should know that it's speaking about truth. Who had the most sons? You say Papa? Oh, Jacob! Yeah, absolutely. Yaakov had 12 sons. And the significant thing is they're all termed as sons. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to the daughter. all right generally speaking the term daughter throughout scripture speak to goodness or benevolence it's kind of hard to term it um it is it is like the love for thy neighbor as as for yourself you know i you know i really want to say you know um uh, like a doer of the law you know that's 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 what a daughter represents represents the doer of the law you know but you know it's a doer of the law that that does it in love like love for thy neighbor as, as thy love thyself you know like the way that Yahshua taught it to be done you understand mm-hmm. you know um, you know and so this is why you know we see like the son Yahshua is to marry uh, is to marry um, a daughter and that daughter is called to love one another you know it's called to be that love for their neighbor as that that one that's loving their neighbors themselves hence we read in Galatians 13 and 14 it says for brethren ye have been called into liberty only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And that's the essence of what the term daughter represents. It says, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And then again, in first Yocanah 4, 7, it teaches us, it Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of Elohim, and everyone that loveth is born of Elohim. So this is the daughter of Elohim. It's the one that love the brethren as they love themselves. Those are the ones that are born of Elohim, and Yahshua is not coming to marry one that's born of the world. Right. This is why those of us who will make up the body of his bride have to be fathered from above. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Have to be born of Elohim. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans 13:8. Oh no man anything mm-hmm. but to love one another. But right. he that loveth of one another, that he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is what the daughter represents. It represents one who is actually doing this, one who is loving, loving uh their neighbor as thy as their selves you know that's that's doing to a way away it was meant to be done that said can anyone name four daughters that stem from Adam? Mm-hmm. easy sarah sarah definitely see where you rachel rachel yes rebecca, rebecca? yes one Miriam? Esther, Naomi, Debra. No, no, no. Dinah. Who? Dinah. Dinah is, but, but, um, mm. but no, that, that's too late. That's not the one I'm looking for. Miriam? What about Leah? Mm. Rachel's sister. Mm. they sisters. Yeah. yeah, one is a daughter, the other one got to be a daughter. Mm. Yeah. Well, like not necessarily, but, you know, <laughs> but she is, you know, uh, didn't matter what whether he liked, y'all liked her. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, so, you know, I just felt, you know, it's a bit fundamental to, to, to understand, you know, the alternative meaning for these terms as you, as you begin to read through scripture. So that you you'll be able to relate to some of the things that's that's coming up. So you know um, when it speaks of a daughter, and you know what it's speaking of. When it speaks of a son, you know what it's speaking of. You know when it speaks of a man. You know now that man is is Adam number one twenty. Now that's the, that's what Adam means. Now that that's not the same as as. Enosh or man number um uh 376. Man number 376 in the strong is different than Adam, which is number 120. Two different types of scriptural man. Enosh speaks to like a mortal individual, whereas Adam speaks to like a many-member body church that see it you follow me you know so you know i want you guys get to get that confused you know and you know you're not going to be able to see it on the surface because it's just going to be translated man so you, you, you kind of got look behind the scenes to see this everybody got that mm-hmm. all right so halfway your day prayers Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I okay. like